BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, and welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm going to keep this very short and sweet today because I am healing from a bad cold, and I don't want you guys to have to listen to too much of this stuffy voice before we get into this conversation with Ashley Lemieux. She's someone who I've been following on Instagram for a while, and I have a feeling a lot of you are too. She has 425,000 Instagram followers. She has an incredible podcast called the I Am Podcast, and she has a brand new book called I Am Here. What really captivates me about Ashley and what brought me to following her in the first place after finding her through our mutual friend, Ruthie Lindsay, is that she is so honest on Instagram. She's so vulnerable. She's been through a lot and she shares her story with so much courage, so much openness and so much bravery. We go deep into everything that Ashley has experienced and has healed from in this episode, from extreme grief and loss to health issues the loss of her children last year. And we really go into how she healed and how she found peace and how she finds happiness in her day-to-day life, both her and in her relationship with her husband. I'm so inspired by her and everything that she has been through. And I wanted to share her story here because all of us know to some degree what it's like to go through grief and loss. And I've never heard someone speak about it as eloquently as Ashley. Her and her husband spent the summer in Hawaii and it looked so beautiful. So this episode is not all sad and grief. There's so much light and she is just a ball of light. So I know that you'll really enjoy this conversation and listening to her. Meanwhile, I'm like totally laughing, just listening back to this intro so far like I did a second ago, because my voice is just shot from this cold. And don't worry, it's just a cold. It got tested for all the other things and I am all good. I am currently 21 and a half weeks pregnant. I can't believe how much this pregnancy is flying by. So either next week or the week after, I'm going to do a pregnancy solo episode or an episode with Jonathan. So feel free to send in your questions via Instagram or on email. And I'm excited to chat with you guys. I miss you guys. I feel like it's been a while since I've done a sit down solo episode, even though it's only been like a month and a half. So before we get into this episode with Ashley, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show, Sakara Life. 
Sakara Life is my favorite plant-based meal delivery service, and they're not just a meal delivery service. They also have incredible daily wellness essentials like their metabolism super powder, which tastes like chocolate and is incredible for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. You guys probably see me post about it on my Instagram all the time. I put it in my coffee. I put it in my smoothies. It's incredible. It's so good. I think I said incredible like 10 times because that's the word that comes to mind when I think of Sakara. So with Sakara, I want to tell you all about them. They are a wellness company rooted in the transformative power of plant-based food. Their organic ready-to-eat meals are made of powerful plant-rich ingredients. They're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. What I love about them is that every week is different. They have a menu of creative chef-crafted breakfast, lunches, and dinners that changes weekly so you'll never get bored and it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S., I have tried a lot of meal delivery services, and this is the only one that I come back to again and again. They have really, really done plant-based right, and I know so many people here are looking to eat healthier and live a more plant-based life, but might not necessarily know where to start, or maybe you don't have a lot of free time to spend in the kitchen, which I totally understand. So Sakara has got you, and we have a special offer for you. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when you go to sakara.com slash balanced and enter the code blonde20 at checkout. That is sakara.com slash balanced to get 20% off of your first order. Sakara.com slash balanced blonde20 to get 20% off. And that link is also in the show notes. Now let's head into this episode with Ashley. And also, if you feel inspired to rate and review the show after you listen, I have a free gift to send you. So email me a screenshot so I can send that your way. Now let's head on into this episode. Ashley, I'm so happy that you're here. I've been such a fan of yours for a while now. I came across your Instagram from our mutual friend, Ruthie Lindsay. I'm not sure if you know, she's been on this podcast. She's such a fantastic person. And I know that you guys have done quite a bit together. So I've been excited to meet you. I'm so happy that you're here. If you could introduce yourself to our Soul on Fire audience and tell us a little bit about about you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, first of all, Jordan, for having me. And I love that Ruthie is our connection. She's one of my dearest friends. So that makes me so happy. I'm Ashley Lemieux. I'll pronounce my last name for all of you because... When I was getting married to my husband, I literally didn't know how to say it. So that's amazing. <laughs> um, does everybody call you? Does everyone think that you're Ashley Clumu because of your Instagram? Yes. I, uh-huh. I, so people think I'm either Ashley Clumu because it's Ashley K Lemieux on Instagram, or they just have no idea how to say my last name. And I'm like, I totally get it because I didn't either when I was getting married to my husband. But um My husband and I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and we're both entrepreneurs. I'm an author and a speaker, and my goal is to really help women find light and and to help them shine 
in the darkest moments of their lives. So just through the work that I do, through the books that I write, through the content that I produce on social media, through the events we do, through my podcast, my one goal is to help you walk away with something that can help you feel lighter in your life and and to give you the same tools that have helped me come out of really dark times in my own life so that you can have them in a place that feels accessible and tangible and that you can invite healing again into your life. And so that's in a nutshell who I am and what I do. That's so beautiful. You remind me of Ruthie, first of all, just like with so many of of the different beautiful ways that you talk and the things that you say and that common thread of healing and so much positivity and optimism mixed in with being really honest and really, really open about everything that you've been through. And you have had quite the journey with a lot of pain and difficulties. So if you're open to sharing that with our audience, whatever you're comfortable sharing, we would love to hear. Yeah. So something that I always think about is how, even though the details of all of our life experiences are so different from each other, the feelings that we each go through, they're the same. And that's what connects us. And so even if I have a different type of experience than you, the feelings of grief or loss or fear or anxieties or joy and triumph, those are still the same. And what I found was that in my really dark moments, I felt really alone. And I didn't know if other people were experiencing those same feelings that I had. And, and I didn't know how to process them. And I felt so lonely. So then it became really important to me through writing, because I love writing so much. It's my way to process that if I could kind of put how I was feeling into words and then create tools surrounding them, that became a common connector between me who has a very different story than you or, or maybe anyone else listening. Um, and that really connects us. One of the biggest moments in my life that totally changed the trajectory of everything that would come next was my husband and I became parents literally overnight through a permanent guardianship to a four and a six-year-old. And we were in our mid twenties at that time. We were not seeking to have children yet. And so literally our family doubled and I became a mom and becoming a mom was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And all of us had no reason to believe that we would never be together in the future. After four years of raising our kids, uh, we experienced a very unexpected contested adoption. Uh, which led to two years in court and then eventually led to the loss of our family unit. And we lost the kids really, the court battle was long, but then when they left, it, it literally happened overnight. And I was on the other side of the country and I had to write them goodbye letters from my hotel room. We never saw them again. And 
that created this turmoil and darkness in our lives that I did not know a person could feel that amount of pain and still keep living through it. It was like I was living, but I wasn't actually alive anymore. I felt like someone had dug this huge hole in the ground and threw me in it and then put everything on top of me. And I was just in this dark, dark, heavy place with no way to get out of it. For the next several years, so much therapy was involved, so much processing, trying to refigure out what mine and my husband's relationship looked like, trying to figure out what my purpose now was. Because going from being an active mom to losing your kids, knowing they're still out there in the world, and not knowing what to do about it, that's still something I have trouble putting into words because the feeling of that was so intense for me that I, I felt like I, I didn't have a purpose to live anymore. To be quite brutally honest, I did not want to be alive anymore. And I felt like such a failure as a mother that I couldn't protect my kids and that there's nothing I could do to this day to protect them or, or to be with them or to see them or, um, and, and so that's something that I really had to figure out. How do I live with feeling like this and still feeling joy and still moving forward in my life and, um, still building a life that I love and I'm, I'm grateful to have. And so as my husband and I Went through years, uh, uh, several years of really just trying to come back to life. A year and a half ago, we decided that it was time to try to grow our family again. This time we would do it biologically and we got pregnant quickly. And it felt like this huge gift to us that this love and light and joy could exist when also, right, in, in coexistence with the grief and the loss that we felt with our other two kids. When I was 16 weeks pregnant last year was when, right when the pandemic had shut everything down, we had just moved into a new house that we had purchased to fit our growing family and to kind of get roots. We're, we're really just trying to get our feet planted somewhere firmly again. And at 16 weeks pregnant, I went septic within hours. And if you don't know what sepsis is, sepsis is basically your, your body starts attacking some type of infection or, or something in your body, but it attacks it too hard. And so then it basically floods your bloodstream with toxins that kill most of the people who get sepsis. So, um, I'm rushed to the hospital. We get to the hospital they say, Hey, today's the first day you can't have outside visitors come in with you. So they, they wheel me in, they tell me I have sepsis. They tell me the baby's fine. Um, but I was in the most pain in, in my life that I've ever been in physically. And there was this moment where I woke up to a rapid response team surrounding me because my whole body went numb. And I was, I, I was having a really hard time breathing and I woke up to this, the EKG tech, he was just, his name's Willie actually. And I went back and found him just a few weeks ago to thank him. But he just held my hand and he looked at me and he just said, you can do this. You were made for this. There's no one on this planet 
who can do this like you can do this, just keep going. And so that was just playing in my mind. And so in my mind, I was telling myself, I can keep going through this because I know that I'm protecting my baby, because I know that I'm keeping my baby safe. And so I'm willing to go through anything, any amount of pain, as long as my baby's okay. But in that moment, I also felt like there was something very wrong. And I did not believe that myself and my baby could survive what was whatever was happening. And so um, I asked them, you know, as they got me more stabilized, I asked them if they could uh, do another ultrasound to check. And so later that night, it was confirmed that we lost the baby. And the next morning, I delivered him by myself in the hospital room. And the year in a few months since then has been a really long healing journey physically, emotionally, spiritually, every sense of the word. Um, and now my husband and I had started, have started fertility treatments because for unknown reasons, I have not been able to get pregnant again. And so that's where we're at right now. And, um, again, I I'm, I'm just, I'm reminded that healing isn't just one big moment in our lives, which I think sometimes when hard things happen, at least for me, and I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm waiting for that one big thing to come to save me from this, that the physical healing that one day is just going to come and I'm going to get better or emotionally it's just going to come and I'm going to feel better. I'm just waiting for this big thing to happen. But what I have learned that healing isn't one big moment. It's constant movement. It's, it's constant little moments that we have to actively participate in so that we can keep moving forward. And as I've committed myself to doing that, there's been really beautiful moments in our lives as well. But every day can feel like an uphill battle because grief and loss can be really, really heavy. Wow, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I'm crying because it's just so, I mean, it's very powerful what you've been through and your strength is so beautiful. And I also relate to so much of what you're saying, having been very, very, very sick myself and always searching for the light at the end of the tunnel and wanting that one thing to come along and fix it all. And to this day, I'm so glad that you said that to this day, that's the main question that I get asked. And you probably do too, is how did you heal or how did you come to the other side? And it's such a hard question to answer because there is no answer. There's no one answer. It's putting one foot in front of the other, finding your own formula for getting out of bed and being happy, finding joy and existing with this pain, but finding that joy again. And you're such a beautiful example of that. And you're going to be an incredible mother soon when that day comes soon, because I know it will. And you're already a mother, which I obviously have to say, and you already know. 
Okay, guys, I have a special brand to tell you about today that you're going to love. And I know you will because so many of you are just like me. We are busy women. We are doing a lot. We're running all around town. We want to look polished and put together, but we don't have time to deal with uncomfortable clothing. That is why I only wear yoga pants for the most part. But sometimes you just want to look more put together than walking around in your yoga clothes. So meet Beta Brand. Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants. I'm serious. I just got my second pair. I'm wearing them as we speak, and they're perfect for not only working, podcasting, grocery shopping, yoga, but they're also perfect for pregnancy. I am 21 weeks pregnant. Like I said, these are so stretchy and so comfy. They're made of wrinkle resistant stretch knit fabric. So they look good all day and they even travel well. Plus they're machine washable and they don't need to be ironed. And that is so helpful because nobody's got time to go to the dry cleaners. There are so many different styles to choose from like straight legs, skinny, cropped, bootleg, and more. And so many different colors from classic black to fun prints. And they even come in denim. I have just the classic black and I love just a skinny style. But like I said, they have so many different styles. They're so soft, so stretchy, so effortless. Just throw a pair on, add a cute top, and you'll be set with style and comfort for your workday. The best part is they have pockets. So we're talking comfort and function. These pants are designed for real women who need real pockets and have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff, okay? It's amazing to have pockets. They have new colors, patterns, and styles coming out all the time. So be sure to keep an eye out for limited time new releases because they sell out fast. Right now, our listeners can get 30% off of their beta brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash blonde. That is B-E-T-A brand.com slash blonde for 30% off of your order for a limited time only. And when you use that special URL, you're supporting our show too, which means so much. Find out why women are ditching typical work pants for beta brands, dress pant, yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash blonde for 30% off. Now let's get back into this episode with Ashley. What was your kind of formula of all those different things that you found to get to where you are now? I love this question because I think that it's easy to look at other people's stories or other people's lives and say, well, that's good for them, but that's never going to work for me. Healing's accessible to them, but it's not accessible to me. And I think that That's one of the biggest lies that pain and grief repeat in our minds is that everyone else can have it, but it's not mine. It's not for me. And one of the things that I had to do in the beginning was really learn how to reframe my thoughts, reframing my thoughts. And it sounds so simple because it is simple. It's simple to think about doing it, but it's really hard to actually do it. But noticing these thoughts of, that's never going to happen for me or, um, life is so unfair or these, I mean, we all have our own thought cycles, right? Like the one story or the multiple stories that we just always circulate in our heads. 
for me, learning how to reframe that helped me create a new path forward instead of this endless loop that never had an end because the the pain of it, the pain could never be satisfied. There, there had to be a weight out of it. So for example, uh, one of the stories that I would tell myself a lot is that I'm really afraid. I'm really afraid of losing another child. I'm really afraid of my body because I felt like my body has abandoned me. I'm really afraid of bad things happening to people I love. And so it literally would paralyze me from making decisions or from going all in and on relationships or just being able to function normally throughout the day because my fear was so intense. And so I started asking myself this question, what is it that I'm so afraid of? What is there something deeper than this fear? Like if is fear really the underlying emotion or if I take the time to go deeper, is there something underneath the fear? And then fear is a reaction to that. And so as I ask myself questions and, and as I would really just allow myself to sit in the pain and in the fear and think about it, I realized that the reason I was afraid is because of a profound love for the people in my life, because I love my children so much, because I love my family so much. I then was a, get afraid of losing them. So then I started thinking, well, what will happen if I can focus on the love and not focus so much on the fear? And what I learned is that most of us are really afraid of losing the one thing that we actually cannot ever lose because it's eternal. And once we have it, it's ingrained in a part of us forever and always. And that thing is love. And once I realized that the thing I love more than anything in the world, which is love, the thing that sustains me and gives me life and breath and, and hope and purpose is also the one thing that no matter what happens, I cannot lose. It helped me break that thought cycle of fear. So if I can reframe my thoughts to create a new thought pattern, then it gives me a new path that I can take forward. And that's something that I feel like is really important. I actually write about it uh, in my new book called I Am Here because I think that reframing our thoughts is one of the most underutilizing powers. I, I almost want to call it a power because our thoughts are so powerful, but we also, I think, overlook some of these simple things sometimes, because again, we think something really big has to happen in order for me to heal. But really it's these patterns that we create in our lives to help us get from where we are to where we want to go. And reframing our thoughts is the very first thing that I would say helped me start changing my life. I totally agree. Reframing. Reframing your thoughts is one of one of the most powerful things that we can do in this healing journey. What's the main way that you do that for anybody who's listening, who's just like, I don't even know what that means. How do I start? What's the first step in reframing your thoughts? The very first step, which I think is the hardest, is acknowledging what those thoughts are. I think that when we feel pain, and I'll speak for myself, 
I thought that I could run faster than my pain. I thought that if I could book work until I was just blue in the face because I was just exhausted and running myself ragged, I thought that if we could travel more, I thought that if I could fill my time with these different things that would keep me busy, that I could literally outrun my pain. But instead of outrunning my pain, my pain felt heavier. My pain felt inescapable. My pain felt tiring. I was so exhausted. And so I had to get okay with sitting still and inviting my pain in to become a teacher. I think a lot of times we try to outrun these feelings that we have, and it's really, it's impossible to reframe our thoughts if we don't give ourselves the space to sit in the hard thoughts and acknowledge what's triggering us or acknowledge those hard feelings that we're trying to run away from. So that's the very first step is being able to be okay with those feelings so that they can be acknowledged and then worked through. That's such a good way to put it because I think a lot of us feel that way that we can outrun the pain and just do everything. It's it's very easy to be distracted in this life that we live with work and booking trips and travel and just running away from it all. But it's such a good point. It just builds up and then it gets harder and harder. That's a good point. So what is what would be other than reframing your thoughts? What, what else has helped you get to this point? The other really big thing that has helped me is something that I started doing after we lost our older two kids. And I call it clarity mapping. My meditation and prayer time in the morning is really important because I feel like you know, as we're going through life and there's so many things coming at us all of the time, it's really easy to start reacting to things instead of being intentional about how we're living our life. And so as I was trying to find my purpose again, as I was trying to, to find joy, as I was trying to figure out what it is that I want to be doing in my life, I first had to start with getting intentional about the way I was living. And so doing that in the morning, creating a life that I want to be living first before consuming the life of other people, like on social media, on Instagram, seeing what everyone else is up to, what everyone else's ideas are, getting into a space where I could be still and create my own life and my own feelings before consuming someone else's um, has been a really pivotal part of my healing journey. As I sit in meditation in the morning, I ask myself five questions. And I think that these questions can be so powerful, whether you spend five minutes doing them, whether you spend an hour doing them, whether you do them every day or once a month, but they've helped me stay on track. So I'll go through these five questions. You guys can can write them down. Um, But the first question I ask myself in the morning is, what is my intention today? Man, when you are in a hard spot in your life, sometimes your intention is to literally get out of bed in the morning. And what's been really healing for me is to look back at my answers to this question and see how it's progressed over a period of time. Like, oh my gosh, a year ago, I was trying to get out of bed. Today, my intention is so different. Wow. Look at this healing that has, that is taking place in my life. The second question that I ask myself is why am I worthy? 
why am I worthy today to feel joy, to feel love, to feel like I'm enough in this world? And something that happened for me during my grieving process is that once I started feeling joy again, I started feeling really guilty about it because the stories I would tell myself were, well, what kind of mother who can't protect her kids is allowed to feel joy again or allowed to be happy or I, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And so I would automatically just shut it, shut it down. But the reality is, is that we are worthy because we are, because you exist, because you're here, because you get to live this beautiful and hard life. You're worthy for all of it. And that's something we have to, to feel so that we allow ourselves to heal and not sabotage that healing process internally. The third thing I ask myself is who can I serve today? Being able to look outside of our own pain and see someone else in theirs is how I think that we can start finding a purpose in our pain. When, when we can start seeing the people around us differently because of what we've been through, there's a lot of healing that comes through doing that. The next thing I ask myself is what can I set down today? We carry so many things with us every single day that a lot of times we have no control over. So it feels really heavy. So being able to acknowledge, Hey, I'm really stressed out about this thing, but there's nothing I can do about it today. So today I'm going to set it down. And for me over a period of time, sometimes I write the same thing down for months at a time, but because I'm being intentional about setting it down that way, that day, um, over a period of time, I noticed that it becomes less of a stress in my life. And then the very last question I asked myself is, how does the truest version of me show up today? I used to ask, how does the best version of myself show up today? But I realized the truest version of me and the best version of me are different because the best version of me usually is a reaction to what I think other people are wanting from me. But the truest version of me allows me to go into my intuition and really show up into the world how I feel like it's most important for me to show up. So being dedicated to this time in the morning for myself, where I can get really clear on what my day and my time looks like has brought so much healing into my life that I want everyone to be able to experience and I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that it's easy. It's not easy to uncover these answers for ourselves, but it's so important for our healing and it's so necessary and we're so worthy of it that I just want everyone to be able to experience that. That's so beautiful. I'm going to start doing that. That sounds like such a powerful way to take control of your day and to not just set intentions. Cause that can be, I mean, I love setting intentions, but it can be hard for some people to think of, well, what is my intention and what does that mean? So those five questions make it so accessible. I like that. I like that a lot. So I'm so curious, how has this strengthened your relationship with your husband? Because you mentioned something that I thought was so interesting, which was you were parents and then it was very hard to kind of find who you were individually and as a couple when you lost your children. So how did you find your way back to each other and relearn each other? Oh my goodness. So 
her, I feel like our relationship, we've been married 11 years now, but I feel like we've gone through a million lifetimes together. And so the question always is, how do we keep progressing and changing together so that we're not going opposite directions because it's very easy. It would have been very easy for us to go our separate ways after we lost our, our older two kids. And during that time, especially the two years we were in court, my husband, Mike and I were, we were in survival mode. We had nothing to give each other. It was all going to the kids and then just trying to survive ourselves each day. So the end of the night looked like Netflix and high fives and bed. We were roommates coexisting for this one common purpose of trying to protect our children. But outside of that, there wasn't much else. So then when we lost our children and both of us felt like we both individually failed and then as a couple had failed, that was really hard to figure out what does our relationship look like now? What is the common thing that's pulling us together? And at the time, the common thing was a lot of grief. We were both really heavy in our grief. So, so then it was hard because we're grieving differently. Everyone grieves differently. And I needed different things and my husband needed different things. And those things were not the same. And the way that we felt, the, you know, my anger and then his quietness, it just created this perfect storm. And so we actually ended up selling everything that we owned and moving across the country to a place where it would just be him and I, and there could be no outside ex distractions because we started trying to distract ourselves, which then distracted from our marriage. And one day we sat down and we're like, what we're doing together, trying to heal isn't working. So we need to figure out what is most important to us. And then how do we rebuild a life around those, those things? And, and let's go all in. If we're going to choose to stay together after this, then let's go all in on choosing to stay together and choosing what those things are that help us stay together. So some of those things that we decided were really important for us was individual therapy and couples therapy. We also decided we started something called check-ins. And every single day we had a designated time during the day that we would have a check-in. And a check-in meant that work stopped, phones were put away, and it created this really safe, just five to 10 minute time period where both of us would vo vocalize how we were feeling in that moment. Um, because what was happening is that our communication just was lacking because we were just so mad and upset all the time that we didn't want to talk about it anymore. So we just wouldn't talk. So that time period allowed us to communicate and to understand how the other person was feeling and anything was game to say, and it stayed safe in that check-in period. And that really, really helped us start coming back together. And now we don't have it every day. But we do say, if we notice the other person is struggling or we're struggling ourselves, there will be times we'll say, hey, can we have a check-in right now? And then that's the signal. Like It's like the signal code phrase for the other person to know it's time for me to really listen and, and hear to understand what they're saying because my partner's going through a hard time. And so having those types of things have really helped us grieve and heal together. 
right, guys, let's talk about mushroom coffee. You know, you know who I'm going to say. We're talking about Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic has been the longest running sponsor on the show, and that is for a very good reason. That's because this is a brand that I use every single day. Four Sigmatic does so much now, but they are a wellness company that is most well-known for their delicious mushroom coffee. Four Sigmatic's mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin, and is full of different types of mushrooms for both productivity and immune support and basically anything else that you're looking for. I've been starting my day with Four Sigmatic's ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane for as long as I can remember. I love how it helps me focus so I can get shit done. It's amazing and I feel so much more productive when I drink it. It helps me focus like nothing else. What I love about mushroom coffee is it's also really easy on the gut and it doesn't leave me with that awful jittery coffee feeling or that midday crash. As much as I love my coffee, which you guys know, mushroom coffee truly has it all. All of Four Sigmatic's products are organic, vegan, and gluten-free. Plus every single batch is third-party lab tested to ensure its purity and safety. So you know you're getting the highest quality coffee coffee and mushrooms possible. Now, something you're probably thinking is, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? I can guarantee you it tastes just like the coffee you know and love. It brews dark and nutty and it tastes incredible. They are so amazing. I know you guys are going to love them and they have worked out an exclusive offer on their best-selling mushroom coffee just for our TBB listeners. Get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde. This offer is only for the Balance Blonde listeners and is not available on their regular website. You'll save 40% off and get free shipping, so go right now to F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T ic.com slash blonde and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. Wow. That's powerful. And I'm sure the two of you are closer than ever now with having gone through something you never thought you'd have to go through and then go through that as a couple. I'm sure even though it was so hard that it made you stronger together. Like you guys could go through anything together now. Yes. And I think, you know, something that I always, we always remind each other and that I remind myself is that those times I feel so lonely. I always think the only person in this world who knows how I feel, who gets it, who like really understands is Mike. And so this could really either drive a wedge between us, or we can really lean into the fact that the only other person who really can comprehend how I feel is my spouse. So let's figure out how to process these feelings together so that we can support each other and keep moving forward through it. I love it. That's so beautiful. You guys are so inspiring. So something that you posted on Instagram, I think it was yesterday. I'm actually looking at it right now. It was two days ago, was that you basically we're telling yourself this whole summer, you've spent this beautiful summer in Hawaii. So people who don't follow you should go look at all the Hawaii photos and all the beautiful, beautiful summer that you've had. You posted that you were really hoping and using the end of the summer 
as a time marker of hoping to be pregnant again. And how are you dealing with the whole timeline thing and timelines just not turning out the way that you hoped? Because I know so so many people listening who, for whatever they're going through, the timeline is just not what they're hoping. So man, this is, this is such an important thing to talk about, I think, because in, in our healing journey or just in life in general, I think we all give ourselves these timelines of, well, this has to happen by then or, or, and and then if it doesn't, we're so disappointed that it feels like we're starting the grieving process all over again. And so for this past year, I have told myself, and I think as a coping mechanism, honestly, I've told myself, I'm going to be pregnant by the end of next summer. Like I'm going to be healthy enough to do that. Our baby's coming. So, so then all of this is worth it. All the doctor appointments, all the pain, all the loss, this is all worth it right now. I can do this right now because by the end of next summer, I'm going to be pregnant. Well, now it's the end of next summer and I'm not pregnant. And And it's really hard to start wrapping your mind around life when it looks different than what you wanted it to be looking like or what you expected it to look like. So I've had to do a lot of work on releasing my expectations and finding joy even when that thing doesn't happen. And I don't say this in a way to be for this toxic positivity of, well, it's okay because you have all these other blessings. No, I say this from a place of, I know how freaking painful it is to still not have that thing that you want more than anything come. I I know how painful it is to wake up every day and do the brutal work, the brutal work of trying to heal and, and to just keep going to only experience more disappointment. I know what that feels like, but I also know the other side of things that even in that process, even in that journey, there is still so much beauty and joy and love and healing that can come. And I believe that it all leads to our ultimate healing. And even if life looks different than we thought it was going to. It doesn't mean we're living a bad life. And that's a reframe that I've had to do is that different doesn't mean bad, that different can still mean beautiful. And that's something that these past few months have really cracked me wide open (laughs) for because I was, I've been fighting it. But then just really surrendering and leaning into the acceptance of this is my life and I'm really grateful for it. And here's all of the beautiful things that it has to offer me. I love it. Yeah. It's so hard to let go of those timelines and we all do it, whether it's conscious or subconscious. I remember having this huge timeline in my head of wanting to be completely healthy by my wedding day, almost two years ago. And I was like on my deathbed with Lyme disease and didn't know if I was going to be able to walk down the aisle or enjoy the day or anything. And I was obsessed with healing by that date. And we just can't, we can't control those types of things. And I had to really throw that all out the window after doing some 
crazy things for weeks, well, years, and then weeks leading up to the wedding of doing a hundred treatments in a week and, and just actually being sicker for that reason. And then letting go because it was a perfect wedding the way that it was supposed to be, even though it was not perfect. It was not what I hoped for, but it was, you, you get it. So I totally understand and letting go of those timelines and surrendering to the universe or to a higher power, whatever you believe in the surrender and the reframe, it all really, really goes together. And that's so beautiful. So another question I have is, um, a question for all of us who, who are listening and for me, what's the best thing and the worst thing to say to someone who is dealing with the loss of a child? Thank you for asking this question. This, this is something that I get asked often. And before I answer fully, what I want to preface by saying is that we're all humans. And so we're not going to get things right all the time. And the most important thing is to just, is to show up for your friend is, is to, to be there. And, and even when it's uncomfortable, allow yourself to be there. Something that has helped me a lot is when people say things to me, like, I'm so sorry, you're sad right now. And I'm going to be sad with you, or I'm here with you however long this journey is. We want to fix things for the people we love. We want to take it away. But the loss of a child, that pain, it can't be taken away. And your friend wants someone who's going to sit in it with them and hold them while they're crying and to not forget about them when life moves on in six weeks or a year because, because even though the world moves on, someone never, you never move on from the loss of a child. So those are some of the best things. Some of the worst things that people, some of the very worst things that people have said have been things that have just, they just feel really isolating um, and really lonely. Things like, well, whatever's meant to be, it will be. Or, well, maybe that was supposed to happen. Because the loss of a child, it's never supposed to happen. It happens because life is hard and because really crappy things happen sometimes. But I think there's, there's some of these key phrases that people cling onto because they don't know what else to say, but they can be really damaging. And so again, I think just sitting in it, letting your friend know that you are in it with them, that you're feeling it with them. Um, something that actually has really helped me is when you're in, when you're grieving, you feel really alone. And so when people tell you, I can't even imagine how you feel, it makes you feel even more alone because you're like, well, I, I want you to imagine how I feel. I need you to understand how much pain I'm in right now, because it feels so lonely that I just need you to try to imagine what this might be like. So things that have been really supportive for me are when, are when people have said things like, I can only imagine how hard this is for you. I know how much I love my children and I can only imagine the devastation that you're feeling right now. Like trying to put yourself in that place is something that can be really powerful because 
that person, your friend feels really alone right now. That's so helpful. Thank you so much for sharing those. That totally makes sense too. I, I think people think that they're doing a good thing by saying, oh, everything just happens for a reason. And really, truly, I see why that's not, not a helpful thing. So thank you. I'm going to ask you some of the questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. We call them the rapid fires, but they don't have to be rapid. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Do you know your sun rising and moon signs in astrology? Oh my gosh, I don't. Well, but I feel like I need to. <laughs> we can we can look it up. We can look it up later, and I can um I can let you know what they are. But <laughs> when's your birthday? November twenty eighth. Okay, so you're a Sagittarius. Yes. What's your sun sign. And oh, that's my sun sign. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. Okay. Look into if you know your birth time, we can later look into the rest. That's cool. It's so fun. And then have you heard of human design? No. Okay. We'll look that up too. It's an okay. energy type. It's really fun. There's five different energy types. What is your dream vacation? Honestly, this summer has been my, my, my dream vacation. We've just been, we've been in Hawaii for two months. Uh, we have a lot of friends out here. And so being able to just work on the beach, be with our friends. I feel my husband and I, I'm 34, he's 35. And I feel like we're in college again. <laughs> it's just been, it's been really, really fun. That's so fun. I love it. It has looked amazing. And I think that's my dream vacation too, is to spend yeah. the summer in Hawaii. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? You know, I, I just see myself happy. I, I see myself surrounded by my family. I see myself grounded. I, I see myself being able to use things that have happened to me in my life for the benefit of other people on their journey. And um, I'm excited for that. Me too. Are you a night person or a morning person? I'm such a night person. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's, uh, I love it. I've, have you been that way your whole life? Yeah, my whole life. My dad and I used to stay up really late together because he's a night person too. But my husband's the opposite. So we're trying, we try to like, one of our things is we, we go to bed at the same time with each other every night. And so we both have to make some compromises so that that can happen. Mm -hmm. That sounds familiar. That sounds just like <laughs> husband. he can like spring out of bed at 5am with so much energy. Yes. Exact opposite. Like what is happening here? <laughs> so funny. Coffee or tea? Tea. If you were a color, what color best represents your energy? Yellow. I totally see that. If you could <laughs> give yourself one piece of advice 10 years ago, what would it be? Life's going to be really hard, but keep going. And this is the Soul on Fire podcast. So what sets your soul on fire? That's my soul. Oh my gosh, what a great question connecting with other people connections, whether it's in my family or strangers or people on the internet, uh, finding things that connect us as humans sets my soul on fire. Beautiful. And what's on the horizon for you? 
You know, that's a really good question. And right now, all I know is that joy is on the horizon. I don't know what the details are. And I, I know that it's going to be a lot of time with family, a lot of slowing down. And I'm open to receive whatever that looks like. Love it. And where can everyone find you? You guys can all come find me. I love our Instagram community so much. So come find me on Instagram at Ashley K. Lemieux. And you can also find my new book, I Am Here, that goes over a lot of what we talked about today. Um, You can find that wherever books are sold. And I hope that you guys come and say hi. Definitely. Yes. Go say hi to Ashley. Tell her that you came from the podcast. This was so beautiful. Thank you for being so open with us and sharing your heart and sharing your story. I, I just love this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It, it truly is my privilege to be able to have this conversation. And thank you for letting me get on your platform to, to talk to your people. And this was great. So thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Ashley. I loved talking to her and getting to know her in this episode. You guys know, I really only have people on the show who I know personally. And if I don't know them personally, then I have to be a big fan. That's the only way that I feel like I can have an organic, natural, authentic conversation with someone. And Ashley is one of those people who I met on this episode, but I've been a big fan of hers for over a year and I'm so happy that I got to meet her and have her on the show and share this conversation with you guys. I'm happy that when we did this podcast episode, I was not sick like I am now. So hopefully it was easier to listen to than my stuffy voice at the moment. So again, I'll keep this short and sweet. I'm really thankful to Ashley for sharing with us from the bottom of her heart such vulnerable moments in her life and how she dealt with the fear and the loss and the grief and the pain and moved forward living in the light. That is truly what we can all hope for. Life deals us some crazy circumstances at times where we can't even imagine why or how or what the greater purpose of it is. And Ashley, has moved through those challenges that she has faced with so much grace. I'm really, really, truly inspired. I cried when she was talking in this episode because her story just moved me so deeply. So I hope that you too feel moved and inspired and reinvigorated after listening to Ashley talk. And if you have been through anything similar, just know that we are sending you love. We're here, we're sending you light and you're not alone. Thank you to our sponsors of today's show, Sakara Life, Beta Brand, and Four Sigmatic. You can find the links to all of those brands in the show notes with incredible discounts that I have for you guys. And if you feel inspired to rate and review the show on iTunes, send me a screenshot to jordanandthebalancemon.com so I can thank you by sending you my free yoga ebook as a gift. With that, I'm going to go rest my voice and continue to heal. And I hope everyone has an incredible soul on fire day. I cannot wait to talk again next week. Talk soon. Love you guys.